Excuse us, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> One, two. Hey everyone, and welcome to another Yogi Misfit Sessions. My name is Danny Pomploon, still me, and I'm still your host. Today is all about session 56. I've got my man Taylor Hunt on the show, and this guy is just straight up fire. He's amazing. He's got a great story of how yoga came into his life. Um, He had a problem with booze and uh, heroin, ended up finding this yoga teacher who kept finding him. I'm still convinced that she was following him around, but you'll hear more more about it in the actual episode. Um, Yoga ended up turning his life around, very similar to the way uh, yoga turned my life around. Um, He wrote a book. He's now got a foundation that helps bring yoga to others. He's just all around someone who I aspire to be like. It was crazy. I had heard about Taylor, you know, uh, recently, but never knew about him and his story. And and we started connecting on Instagram. And I was like, I, why is this guy me? <laughs> um, so it was super inspiring to have him on the show, and like a big honor just to get to talk to the dude. As always, I'd like to thank our friends over at SF Yoga Magazine. They are amazing. They're always so supportive of our show. Uh, They help us get it promoted, and they also list all the yoga events in the Bay Area. Um, Actually, and more than that, they list yoga events everywhere. So you should check them out. Everything on their website is free, which is super cool as well. And if you love the show, please leave a review. It helps us out a ton. There's a little link here at the bottom that tells you how to leave a review, and you can always share the podcast with your friends. Without further ado, here comes Session 56. Taylor Hunt, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I'm so stoked to have you here, man. It's it's funny because I I actually just found out or, or I heard your story actually through uh, Shelby from Ome Apparel. Oh yeah, yeah. And and we he was in San Francisco not too long earlier this year, and we got in a conversation. He was hanging out for a few days, and so we we hung out and did a bunch of different things around the city. He came to my class, and anyway. He brought up your name and he's like, do you know Taylor by chance? Because you guys have a really similar story. And I was like, who's Taylor? And then I ended up looking into you and I was like, oh, this is like there's there's so many similarities in our story that I was like, I got to get this guy on the show at some point. And then I kind of I kind of lost track of you for a bit. And then all of a sudden you popped up on Instagram and I was like, it's it's going to happen. It's going to go down. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, I appreciate it. I mean, honestly, the guys at Ohm and Shelby have, have like really, um, you know, they've supported me from from day one. They've been awesome uh, kind of team members, you know what I mean? They're just such cool dudes, yeah. like all, all in all good humans. Yeah. So, I mean, let's dive, let's dive deep, man. Like I, let's, let's start, start from the day you were born. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You know, I, uh, well, I was born in Ohio and you know, my dad owned a business. Um, we moved around a little bit. Um, he was kind of a traveling salesman for a while. Um, and we moved to Columbus when I was maybe like 10 years old or eight years old, something like that. And, um, you know, I grew up in a, basically like a middle, um, I don't know, middle America, middle income family. 
uh, we weren't well off or whatever. Uh, my dad got, as he started his own business, I mean, things got more and more like, um, you know, uh, bigger houses and nicer cars and things like that as he, as he got more successful. But um, right. yeah, I went to high school at like a, a really good high school. And, you know, that's like kind of where things like started, you know, kind of going weird for me. Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe that's the best way to say it. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And so from there, I mean, I basically like uh, I started using drugs and alcohol, man. And so when I was using the drugs, like I was basically like in a, you know, I was trying to figure out like what my life was supposed to be like. And, you know, that's like a fundamental question that I think everyone asks themselves like around that age. And I couldn't come up with a good answer, to be honest with you, Danny. And, uh, you know, I turned, uh, I started like, I mean, I did well in high school, but I started just like turning to drugs and alcohol because I couldn't kind of cope with, um, I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to be doing. And I, I started drinking basically at the, you know, at maybe 15 or something like that when I was a freshman. And that was right around these like feelings kind of came up for me. And, and it was also right around the time that my family had a, um, you know, they, my mom and dad got a divorce. And from that point, like this huge shift happened and that, sh that shift of, you know, like my family was like my rock and from that rock, it was just like kind of split open. And then, I mean, I dove into drugs and alcohol, like I've never dove into them before. I mean, it, I, first time I drank, I blacked out. Welcome to the club. <laughs> Seriously. So, so you, you, you think like the main trigger was, I mean, that's, that, you know, I, I totally, I, I understand like, yeah, you're, you know, you're 15 and 16, you're trying to figure things out and you're starting to develop as a, as a person. But it's interesting to, to hear you say like, you're, you were really perplexed with like what you were doing or who you were supposed to be or whatever. And that was, you think that was part of the trigger. And then obviously the divorce of your parents totally added a little more fuel to the fire. Um, absolutely. I mean, and the, the reason why is because there was just like this deep down um, sense of that I was supposed to do something important, you know, like I was supposed to, um, you know, and I wasn't sure if it was going to be in business or, you know, motivation or yoga or any of these things. I was just like, I cannot come up with what I'm actually good at. And I went mm -hmm. round and around and around and I, I excelled at business when I was in it. You know, like I, I ended up working for my dad and I, I mean, I excelled at it, but there was, there was this fundamental piece that was like missing. I, I, I could not like put together this, uh, like how do I serve humanity and also like make a living and support a family and, and, you know, get all these other things that I want as well. Um, you know, and when I was in sales and doing that stuff, I mean, it's just, it's cutthroat, you know, and you know, you're out there trying to make a dollar and I didn't want to be about that stuff either, you know? So it, it, it was, it was such like a dynamic time. Like, you know, there was maybe like five or six years where I was just like completely perplexed with what I was supposed to do with my life. I just knew that I was supposed to do something that I felt like, um, that was important. Um, so the best solution was we'll just drink it and do all the drugs away. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, I couldn't come up with an answer. And so what do I do? I, you know, that those, that gnawing feeling inside that, you know, things are not okay. I mean, I drowned it in drugs and alcohol 
you know, I partied, I partied, I partied. I tried to make sense of like this business career that, you know, after high school, I, I got into the business and, and um, I tried to make sense of it or dumb it down or, or water it down basically with the drugs and alcohol. And I could not put together like, like the ethics and the morality and all of this stuff together. And like, how do you serve another person when you're trying to basically, you know, sell something to them? And so I had to use drugs and alcohol to be okay with it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, totally. You, you don't want that part to like take over you. <laughs> right. And that's what, I mean, that's, you know, it, uh, it came at a bunch of pain though, you know, but it, like all of my pain of all the drugs, all the alcohol, everything, like I wouldn't change it for a moment. I, w I wouldn't change one thing that happened during that period. I mean, there was, there was times, Danny, when I was, I, I mean, I was so depressed. I was clinically depressed and I, I, you know, I couldn't get my hands off the booze. I couldn't get my hands off the, the, the drugs and alcohol. I was clinically depressed and I was searching for meaning. I was searching for a connection with a higher power. I was searching, searching for a connection with like my own inner being, uh, my like true self, you could call it. And mm -hmm. I, I couldn't find it. I, it was just, and all of that, you know, gave me what I have today, um, which is quite beautiful. So you are you are you you're telling me that even after all the drugs and the booze, like when that stuff ended, your problems were still there? Weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I would have known that part too. <laughs> it, you know, it's crazy. You know, like uh, the problems don't solve themselves. You have to look at them like face to face, and you have to be like, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to solve this this thing." And then once that happens, it's like, "Okay, game over." So. You can finally knock it out. I mean, I grew up Catholic, man. So I grew up Catholic. So my idea of getting rid of a problem was going to talk to somebody about it. And then it was supposed to be over with. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're relieved of your sins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you've got, all right. So you've got this, you know, intense story where, you know, you uh, drugs and alcohol were a big part of your thing. You know, same, same on, on my account, like was for me, you know, the yoga was a big part of like how I got better. Like the yoga gave me the community, the yoga gave me, you know, the, the, the sense of a higher, you know, higher power or whatever you, you know, we all call it something different, but the sense of something bigger than myself was definitely like in the practice itself. Like of course. I, I know that it's, it's now a huge part of your life. You've got a lot going on with your Ashtanga stuff. I mean, you've got the, the, the Trini foundation as well. You know, like where, where, where did it all start to shape and form into this life that you have now like how did it take over where did things start to you know where where did everything start to get real wow you know i i mean it was when i first started getting sober i mean to be honest with you the the last time i was in recovery danny i mean i was essentially what we call like riding the cot they like strapped me down to a bed and five mm. point harness and i was withdrawing from heroin and i oh shit I, wow i shook on the bed for three days straight jesus i woke up and my, the sheets were just sweated through and I, it was so much pain. It was like the flu times 10. It felt like someone is, was breaking every single bone in my body. It was, it was literally the most painful thing that I had ever experienced in my life. And I, and from that, they, they come and un, unharnessed me or whatever, because I would have left if they, you know, it was too much pain. Um, right. They know that. So they, uh, they came and got me and they drug me down to the cafeteria. I ate a meal 
I ate lasagna, beef lasagna, which I mean, I don't eat beef today, but anyways, um, and I ate orange or drank orange juice and I sat there at a table with uh, 10 other addicts. None of us were talking. We were all in hospital gowns and like socks on with the little rubber, rubber uh, grippies on the bottom. And we sat there and none of us said a word. I ate that food and I, I drank a glass of water like as I was walking up the stairs, like I, I felt like I was finally getting my strength back. You know, I, I hadn't eaten for like three or four months. I mean, I was like 130 pounds or something like that. And wow. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm six, three too. So, I mean, I'm, I was like super skinny. You ate, wait, you ate 135 at six, three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, I, I mean, I wasn't at all. And so, and you know, because basically heroin anesthetized, you, you stop going to the bathroom and stop eating and you become. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was eating Pepsi and chewy sweet tarts. That's all I would eat. That's insane. Wow. That's insane, man. Totally. And so then I, um, I went upstairs, I drank that glass of water and I remember falling to my knees and I fell to my knees and I literally said, like, if you can get me out of this one, I'm willing to do whatever it takes in order to get sober. And I mean, I was talking to my higher power, someone who I did not or didn't think I had a connection with anymore. And I was basically saying a foxhole prayer, get me out of this and I'll be different the next time. And, and um, I got up in bed and I fell asleep. And it was the first time, Danny, in months that I had slept for eight hours. And I woke up the next morning and I, said, I literally said out loud, as soon as I woke up, I want to live again. And when I said I wanted to live again, it meant that I had to do all of those things that I asked for. Like, you know, if if you're going to get me out of this one, I'm going to do whatever it takes in order to get sober. I got a sponsor. Mm -hmm. I went to meetings. I, I, you know, I got involved in everything with like the 12 steps that you possibly get, uh, get into. And then from there at about six months sober, I went into my first yoga class and it was hard to get me in the yoga class. Like I'm a Taurus and I'm like stubborn as hell. Um, and this lady, she entered into my life. And when she entered into my life, she walked up to me at a meeting and like a beeline right up to me. And she says, I think I'm supposed to teach you yoga. And I was like, who in the hell told you that? Like, who told you that? And, and she was like, I just had this feeling like I'm supposed to teach you yoga. Would you be interested in doing my class? And I was like, no. And (laughs) <laughs> you're like, actually, I don't want that. No, I don't want that at all. Like I'm not interested. And I, and just, you know, just in the other breath, I'm talking about like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And this is about six months sober or whatever. And I was, I was uh, essentially like working the 11th step sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God. And so, um, I was in a place where I was like getting ready to integrate that step into my life. And this lady walked into it, but I didn't see it as that in the beginning, you know, that I saw her over a period of two days. I saw her six times. I saw her at the grocery store. I saw her walking her dog. Every single time that I saw her, she literally asked me, are you going to do my yoga class? I think you're supposed to do it. Or are you going to do my yoga class? And I was like, no, 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 no. And then I was, um, I, I was literally pumping gas into my car and I heard this, I heard someone whistling and I put the gas um, pump back in the, you know, the little slot and I looked around the pump and she's standing right there and she's like, this is so weird. This is like the sixth time I've seen you. And I and she's like, are you going to do my yoga class? And I was like, yes, I'll do your goddamn yoga class is what I said. 
And, and I, I left out of there and I went, I called my sponsor. I was like, I just, I guess signed up for a yoga class. And he's like, well, what step are you on? And I was like, you know, I'm on the 11 step, you know, you know, my sponsor, he knew what step I was on. And yeah. I, I said, I said, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God, all of that stuff. And he, he said to me, he said, well, isn't yoga meditation? And, and it was like a freight train hit me in the face. And I was like, oh man. And I thought to myself, like how stubborn I am and how ridiculous, like I should have just said yes the first time. And from, from that, I mean, I went into my first yoga class and it was literally one of the worst experiences that I had in my entire life. <laughs> I, I fucking hated it. I did. I, I hated it. You know, and my sponsor what, kind of, what kind of class was it? It was an Ashtanga class. Okay. It was like the primary. Yeah. Or? It was an intro to primary and we ended up doing about half of it, um, which is brutal. I, I <laughs> but I mean, just put it in this perspective. I put a needle in my left arm continuously for over two and a half years, nonstop. I, I stuck my arm 30 times. I walk in to do the primary series six months sober. I still am super skinny. I don't feel good in my body. Everything hurts. My arms are just are, are just shredded. And they asked me at doing half a primary series, they asked me to do 30 push-ups. I couldn't do one. I, I literally could not do one. And she taught me um, Chaturanga on my knees. I started out Chaturanga on my knees. That's how uh, bad I was. That's insane, man. <laughs> it, it is insane. You know, and I walked in and I thought like yoga for only girls. And I walked in, it was all girls. <laughs> yeah. And I, like I looked around, I didn't know what I was doing. I had socks on. I had a thick exercise mat. I had basketball shorts on. I was like fresh off the streets. Like yeah. I, mean, I was living in a crack house before, you know, my wife, my now ex-wife, she's the one who busted me out of a crack house and threw me into treatment center, you know? So I all of a sudden, like six months later, I'm in a yoga studio, like doing yoga. I don't have any of the right gear. I don't even have any money. <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. No, exactly. And I'm the only guy there too. You add all of that stuff and they're stretching before like doing the yoga, before the teacher shows up, I start stretching and I'm like, oh, I'm going to beat all of these girls at yoga before I even did it the first time. And honestly, like if it was a competition, I got my ass handed to me the first day by all, the, by all those women. They kicked my ass. Taylor's getting... Taylor's getting first place in yoga today, everybody. <laughs> right. And it's, I walked in like holding up number one, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to be number one. Yes. And what I found was the yoga was like so reflective. It, it showed me essentially everything that I had done wrong in my body, in my life, in my mental, uh, like, like psychology, like in my, uh, you know, all, all of my emotions, everything, it all came to the surface that first day. And honestly, I wasn't thinking that I was ever going to show up again. And because it made me feel super vulnerable. And I laid down for Shavasana. We, we laid there and I was literally like crying, angry tears. I was so freaking pissed and because it cracked me open. And it also gave me a true reflective experience of what was happening on the inside and the damage that I had done to myself. And that hurt because I was able to, to, to deny it all the way until that first yoga class. And honestly, I think that's why a lot of people run 
from their from yoga because they see that they've seen what they've done to their lives they've seen what they've done to their body and man it hurts it really hurts well it's it's you know you you end up facing you you come face to face where you're like oh shit i've i've ran away i ran away from this so much and now it's like you know you're getting hit head on and the running away doesn't work anymore you know you have you literally have nowhere else to go but just sit down with your shit i know and that's exactly what happened and i walked out of there and i was in the yoga parking lot just to put this into perspective i was in the yoga parking lot i had an old red bull in my cup holder i grabbed the old red bull i grabbed a marlboro light i i was smoking the marlboro light and drinking this red bull and i was like I freaking hate this place. I, I, I mean, and I just imagine everyone getting let out of yoga class and someone smoking a cigarette outside and, and like basically fuming tears running down his eyes, bright red, looks like a hoodlum. And I'm yeah. standing out there and I'm like, I'm going to burn this place down. i'm gonna burn this place down it brought up so much like uh anxiety and so much i mean it brought up depression it brought up it all and i called my uh sponsor and i said i'm never going back to that again i explained the whole situation to him and he said he he said something that was pretty profound and it's stuff that i or sort of like kind of the backbone of how i teach he said well the reason why that stuff is being brought up is so that it can be released so you don't have to live in that anymore. And um, it gives me chills just to think about that. Uh, he said that to me and I was like, man, that is like just, you know, that's straight to the heart. And um, I went back just because he said that. I, I was like, yeah, you're right. All of those things that I had done to myself, I think I've been given a tool so that I can heal my body, heal my mind, heal my emotions, heal like psychological body, um, all of that stuff. And um, that was that was a transformative, pivotal period. And, you know, from there, I mean, I started making travels to India and all this other stuff kind of came as a result of that, um, you know, intense period right there. There's something that I, I, I often say a lot in, in the one I'm so tripped out. Like my first yoga class I ever went to was also a Ashtanga class where I could not walk. I literally had to call off work for the next few days because I could not walk for a good couple days. My bosses all thought I was like, it, like they, they all thought I was kidding. I was like, no, I, I really, I took this yoga class and I, I can't move. Yeah. <laughs> um, but one thing that I, I always, I always preach about is, you know, or not preach, but something that I believe in like, I think there's this common misconception that yoga is about the poses, you know, and the, the, the poses for me in the way that I see it is, is the poses are a vessel for the teachings. They happen to have these really cool side effects on our bodies, right? Like the poses can, can, can help heal us absolutely for sure. But the real yoga, like the real teachings isn't in like, you know, like how to do a warrior two. It's how you treat yourself on the way there how you treat yourself while you're there, what comes up, how we're reactive, how we're not reactive, and then how you treat yourself on the way out. And I think that, you know, like if you can jam onto that, like who gives a shit what your warrior two looks like? Who cares if you can press on a handstand? It's like, you know, you can still be a grade A jerk and be really good at handstand, you know, but while you're, while you're there and while you're getting pissed off that you can't go up, that like, that's a direct opportunity for yoga. You know, it's a direct opportunity for you to sit there and be like, this is my stuff coming up, you know, and I have an opportunity to look at it and acknowledge it uh, and acknowledge where I'm at, or I can just back away. Sure. You can run. 
Yeah. And the running part's always hard because like, like we both just agreed, you know, it, it you can run, but when you stop, you're still there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I have the same ex- experience too. I mean, you know, like that, the journey is really the, the thing that has taught me the most that destination to get in the pose. Like it doesn't even matter. Like it doesn't matter what it looks like or what it feels like or any of this stuff. It's like, it doesn't, it's just, me coming to understand like, or, or that belief system, um, shifting and changing so that one day, like, uh, it's like, Oh yeah, I'm doing warrior two, or I'm doing a handstand or I'm doing Bakasana or whatever it is. doesn't matter. And it's like, Oh yeah, one day I couldn't do it and now I can do it. And that's what's right. amazing. You know, that, because that shifts the mind's perspective, you know, that's how like all of a sudden, like you start taking those lessons on your mat and taking them out to your life. You're like, Oh yeah, if I can get this, and I never thought I was going to be able to get it. I mean, now I can do this and I can do this and like, watch me go start a business or watch me go give a speech in front of 200 people or watch me go do this too. And it's all right. based off of like the lessons that, you know, I've learned on my mat and I've, I've seen other people, hundreds of other people. So you, you're, you're now, I mean, you're, you're doing awesome now. You've got your Ashtanga, you've got your Ashtanga uh, program going on. I actually have one of your shirts that I rep all the time. It's my favorite shirt. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's fun. Um, and, and then you've got, you, you, I mean, I know you've got a couple of foundations that you're working with. Like you've really turned this, I mean, uh, you've, you've really turned everything, like your struggle into something absolutely beautiful, man. It's, it's, yeah. it's crazy. It's, yeah. it's. Yeah. I mean, thanks. It it wasn't, uh, it wasn't super easy. I mean, I ended up writing a book and the book was called away from darkness and, uh, I wrote it, I released it about, uh, I don't know, almost about two years ago, something like that. And it was well received from the, uh, yoga community, the recovery community. And, you know, Amazon, um, did a print on demand for me. And for like a 90 day period, we were, you know, there were so many people were reading it that I was like, uh, Amazon, top week seller or something like that. Um, not like a New York times bestseller or anything like that, but there were just a lot of people were reading it on the Kindle app and, and buying the books through Amazon and stuff. And, and, um, it, it made me kind of switch focus and figure out like, how do I give other people this experience that I had, you know, because we all have our struggles. We all have these things that we're, um, you know, that hold us back and I've tried to flip mine around and, you know, I wrote the book and I, I flipped mine on my head and I was like, I'm going to make my greatest like liability. I'm going to make it an asset. I'm going to share my story. I'm going to go out there. I'm just going to be like, this is who I am. You can take me or leave me. And from that, really the foundation started, you know, my, my Ashtanga Yoga Columbus, like, you know, the, the yoga shala that I own, I mean, took off the t-shirt company took off. I mean, all of these different entities, I mean, all have the same goal. It's just like outreach and it's like helping other people. It's giving some people jobs. Like I have people who are, you know, training foundation scholarships that help me with like, you know, t-shirt designs. And I have just everyone helping everyone. And I, I build a community of people that are like-minded, who are supportive, who I care about, all of this stuff like has happened because all of a sudden, like I, you know, basically came clean with my story and put it out there. And then from the Trini foundation, you know, like we offer scholarships to yoga programs all over the country. And so like I raise money for that. And that's like a huge, 
I mean, that's a huge entity as well. I mean, we raised $100,000 this year. Uh, we're probably next year, we'll probably raise double that. You know, I mean, there's so many things like we want people in, in recovery or, or trying to get in a recovery to have the, the tools necessary in order to, to get there. Um, we, we teach Ashtanga yoga, we teach in treatment centers, we teach in halfway houses and prisons and all of these different like entities. And, um, uh, and it's been successful. I mean, our recovery rate of the people that are, you know, getting sober through yoga and 12 steps, like they're using them together. I mean, is it's huge. I mean, it, it's like at 40, 40, 50%, like the people that come into our program, they stay sober. And man, you know, I told you in the beginning, like I was looking for this thing of like how to give back. And I never thought I would be a leader of a community. You know, um, Ashtanga Yoga Columbus has, you know, a, a hundred and some students, you know, the training foundation has hundreds of students that are on scholarships, you know, like I have out of town students. I mean, I'm traveling all over the world. I mean, I don't get to just go and talk about yoga poses. I get to go talk about how yoga can change your life if you make a commitment to show up on a consistent basis. And I don't know if that's what everyone's teaching, but I know that's what I get to teach and it, it's powerful. And it's, uh, I mean, it, it's motivational for the people that are there. And like, I, I don't know, I, it's just that I think I found my work. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So it, that's awesome, man. It's, 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 it's that's beautiful to hear, you know, and it's, I don't know, it's just nice to, it's, you know, you putting your voice out there gives so many other more people courage and strength to do the same, you know, it lets them know that they're, that they're not alone and that, that, that it is going to be okay if they, if they want to do the work, you know, I think that's the hardest part. I, I know I can say for myself when I first got sober, you know, I, I didn't really understand that. And what I was seeking was community, but also like, you know, ha having heard others stories, you know, took the shame and, and, it, it made the shame a little more easy for me to, to work with and to acknowledge and to, you know, have my own practice with it. Yeah. It, it What's, was, when do you sleep by the way? <laughs> well, uh, everyone always asks me that. Uh, I got three kids. So I, I, we typically, wait, 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 wait. Did you say you have three kids? I have three. Yeah. Okay. So you've got Columbus yoga, you, you tour around, you've got three kids, you've got the Trini foundation. Cool. Where is this? Where is this? Uh, how do you double yourself? Yeah. I mean, I have the best wife on the planet. She's that's awesome. She is a freaking. she is the rock that holds it all together. Um, and she supports me a hundred percent because she, um, she's a person in recovery as well. And she's basically like holding down the fort while I go and around and spread like the message that yoga can change your life because it's changed hers as well. Um, That's awesome. She just gets to stay home and she gets to spend time with our kids, which I'm a little jealous of some of the times, uh, a lot yeah. of the times actually. Um, I miss a lot of like special moments, but we, I make them up to, to the kids or whatever. But yeah, so I mean, I got all of these things going on, you know, traveling around, but I couldn't do it without my wife. Big, big shout out to the woman holding you down. Seriously. I mean, man, she's, she's awesome. So, I, I mean, I couldn't do it without her. And so when do I sleep? I mean, I, I go to bed by eight. I wake up at two 30 and I practice yoga from three to five. And then people start showing up at my yoga shala. And, you know, typically we have like 30 to 50 people in the morning um, for our Mysore classes. And, you know, yeah. And then I get to go home and I can spend the rest of the day with the kids if I wanted to. 
That's awesome, Taylor. I, 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 you know, I had no idea about the book. I kind of I, I forgot about it. And we actually have book clubs starting uh, soon on the podcast. And I, I'm, I just wrote down a note right now, like get Taylor's book, add to book club. So maybe it'll be the uh, the kickoff book for uh, for book club, and we'll get to dial it back in and maybe have you back on the show to to interact with some of the uh, the listeners out there that that yeah. have also picked up the book. Of course, I can answer some questions or something. Yeah, man. I mean, your your story is as I'm sitting here just you know for for my own experience, just bl- blowing me away. You know, I'm I'm four years into into my my journey, and now you know three years into teaching full time, and I just there's nothing else I want to do. This yoga thing gets me out of bed every day. Um, you know, I feel like I I I like I, I like you. I, I have found my work. I am working on a book myself, but I think I'm a little afraid to to write the story. Um, but. Yeah. You know, you gotta, it's, 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 I've been saying I'm going to do it for a while and I think I'm just scared to do it, but I also know that it's, it's therapeutic. And I think it's a big part of my healing practices to actually get the full story out. Of course. There's something liberating about that too. You know, you don't have to hide and run from it anymore. It's just there. Yeah. I put it out there. It was one of the best, like, uh, you know, best things that I've ever done for myself. It no longer, my story no longer had power over me. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's exact. Yeah, exactly. That's that's where my head was uh, was on as well. You know, it's 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 now you don't have to relive it anymore. You can just tell it and and learn from it. Yeah, yeah, man. I can't thank you enough for for taking the time out. I know you're you're clearly a way busier man than I thought you originally were. But you're just coming on the show has just been so rad. And and yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna pop you onto book club, my friend. All right. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will uh, make sure that I link up. First thing I'm going to link up is your book because I, I, now I want to dive into it, but also I think everyone else should. And the second thing is I'll make sure I uh, I add all your other stuff on there and and, and link up. I, I should probably tag a picture of myself wearing my uh, my Columbus uh, uh, my Columbus Ashtanga shirt on, um, and I'll show everyone else where to get it as well. Yeah, man, got a rep, you know. Yeah. Which shirt do you have though? I have the, uh, the, uh, it's a Stanga, Ashtanga Yoga uh, Columbus, or is that what it's at? Colum- Columbus. It's the one with the, the wide neck on it. Yeah, and, but it, it's with the Hanuman on the front of it? No, 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 no. It's just the wor- the white lettering in the front. Oh, got it. Yeah. Awesome. Yep, yep, yep. It's, it's, it's like a, it's, it, I guess it's like a distressed on the collar or something like that and on the edge, on the edges or whatever. It's called a raw neck or whatever. Yeah, it's, I, I got it when I first started when we first started interacting on Instagram and I was like this guy's rad and then I went to your website and I was like why is this guy like same like almost very identical stories you know like very similar I was like this guy's rad and I wanted to just support you because you're doing so many awesome things so thanks thanks yeah well until the next uh, Yogi Misfit session this is Danny and Taylor saying peace out thanks Danny <laughs> <laughs>